Welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Carolyn Chang, and the mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is teaching us that all life is interconnected and interdependent, that we are all one. And ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching us this truth for eons. What you do to another person, you are literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is The World is My Country with Arthur Kanagas. Arthur is the producer of the, of the wonderful film, The World is My Country. And I met Arthur um, producing a show for Humanities Team. I work very closely with Humanities Team. I am Steve Farrell's assistant, the worldwide executive director. And that's how I came to meet Arthur. Arthur, welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. Well, it's, it's such a thrill to be here because, you know, my whole life mission is awakening to oneness. And yes. so it's beautiful to be here because uh, that's exactly what our movie about, is about. Our movie is really a key tool to help millions of people awake to oneness. Very, very true. So now, Arthur, like I said, I met you months ago um, producing a program for Humanities Team, and I've, I've had some conversations with you, So, and I'm familiar with the film. So I know who you are. And I know what your mission is about, but can you please share with my listeners who you are and what your mission is all about? When I was uh, three years old, I said to my dad, Daddy, why don't they take all the guns, melt them down, and turn them into doorknobs? Very good. Mm -hmm. And ever since, uh, my life mission actually has been how do we find a way to open the doors to peace? How do we find a way to open the doors to peace? Now, unfortunately, my mom, who was a wonderful spiritual teacher, passed away when I was four and a half. But she left me her writings, and, she's, and what she said in one of her little writings is, Seek, this was written in 1943, Seek not to contest with evil, lest ye be taken by the spirit of contention. Rather, concern yourself with goodness, for in goodness, Oh, wait a minute. It's the leavening that makes the whole loaf right. Now, wait a minute. That's I okay. Just, I That's just okay. told you the quote from my dad, not okay. my mom. And the reason okay. why my dad was on my mind, let me tell you why. Today, July 21st, is my dad's birthday. It's also my daughter's birthday. Wow. <laughs> He's on my mind. So I was going to quote my mom, and I quoted my dad. And actually, that's very appropriate. My dad had these little cards printed up in the 1940s that said, Seek not to contest with evil lest you be taken by the spirit of contention. Rather, concern yourself with goodness, for in goodness is a leavening that makes the whole loaf rise. And that's what my daughter's kind of doing there, working at the American Friends Service Committee in Washington. Uh, she's working on this shared security project where you, where you, 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 you light that fire of, of, of oneness, of how we share, how I'm making me more secure can make you more secure. Now, how do we kill you to get secure? How do we make you more secure so I'll be more secure? So yes. this is what she's doing, and we have lovely grandkids, you'll actually see my grandkid in the movie and, and wonderful uh, part of life. So anyway, getting back to the story, my mother's quote that I was also going to give you is she wrote, I, and this was in 1943, I am a conscious individual manifestation of eternal being endowed with the current and nature of my father, mother, God. This guarantees my well-being at all times. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> I'm beautiful. a radiant manifestation of life, love, and power. Life is the essence. Love is the nature. And power is what moves me. Wow, that is so beautiful. <laughs> that is, she was so ahead of her time. That she is was. so, yes. That is so, so beautiful. Yes, and when you, what your father's quote reminds me of, you can't fight evil with evil. You, you can exactly. only, you can only, and it's, I don't even like to use the word fight because fight is push against and the universe is inclusive of everything. So it, it, you, when you push against something, you get more of it. So right. instead, of, instead of pushing against it, you embrace it with yeah. love. 
So and you do what Rocky Fuller said, you know, you, you don't fight the old order. You just create something so much better, so much more wonderful that everybody gravitates toward it. And again, that's what our, our movie is about. Yes, 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 yes. So continue sharing, sharing. Well, maybe, maybe we should start. Uh, well, okay. Why don't we start by giving you a little glimpse of how Martin Sheen introduces our movie. And then I can tell you about how I met Gary and why this is so important in my life. Do you want to start with a little clip? From sure. Oh, sure. I will start with that. So I will share that with everyone right now. Okay. And, and while you're doing that, I'll just say that Martin was such a joy to work with. Here you go. Let's get the sound on. Here's Gary Davis. World citizen number one, Gary Davis. Gary Davis. Now, your, your picture's still there. You need to put the full screen on the movie. Oh, it is. Can you hear it? Yes. Okay. I do have it in full screen. He's an actor, a song and dance man who left off the Broadway stage onto the world stage in 1948, taking on cops, border guards, armies, and whole nations, showing us that we don't have to be awed by their props of power and control. For 65 years, as a citizen of no nation, only the world, Gary Davis made his own props of freedom, demonstrating that we, the people, can tear down the walls of oppression and write our own story. We can build a world that is constructive for all and destructive to none. A world in which all of us can truly say, the world is my country. Awesome, really awesome film. And I did have the pleasure of uh, viewing the whole film. It's, it's, an, it's an amazing film. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. And I'll tell you what attracted me to Gary's story. Um, you know, my whole life, as I said, I want to open the doors to peace. And his story <laughs> is really about that awakening to oneness. It's a joyous story. I mean, he, start, he starts out, he's the least likely fellow to, uh, you know, to save the world. All he wanted to do was make people laugh. He was the class clown. He, he became a comedian. He, he stood in for Danny Kaye on Broadway. This is the 1940s. He was the big, big comedy star with his double talk numbers and his, and his song and dance on Broadway. And he got 13 curtain calls. He was on his way to a Broadway career. Boom, wow. World War II comes along and he's in a bomber plane bombing the city of Brandenburg. And his own brother is killed, and his heart is broken, and why am I killing other people, their sons and their families, because they're on the wrong side of some invisible line that I can't even see from the air? You know, this is crazy. You know, yes. he said, this yes. isn't Hitler, this is the people. So right. he, 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 <clears throat> he comes back from the war, he tries to get into another show, big show on Broadway, one of the top shows, and he reads a book. He can't get this out of his mind. The book's called Anatomy of Peace. And he suddenly gets an amazing awakening. Humanity has already invented a way to eliminate war. Mm -hmm. Are you kidding? Well, <laughs> inside countries, we don't fight wars. You know, Nevada doesn't fight a war with Texas or with, uh, with California. They have a dispute. We take it to court. Law stops war. And he realized that outside of countries, there's no law. You can kill people and get a medal for it. You can blow up whole cities. He said, why wasn't I arrested for bombing these cities? Why weren't the people who killed my brother arrested? Because there's no law. So he says, okay. He sees the Hiroshima footage after the war. He sees how, my God, one bomb can blow up a whole city? What if I'm asked to go blow up Moscow? I have to do something. But what? I'm just an actor. I didn't go to law school. And finally he comes up with a brilliant idea. He goes to Paris. And the United Nations in 1948, his General Assembly is meeting in Paris because it hasn't been built yet on the, in New York. And he leaps up in the middle of the session in this grand act of political theater. And he says, the nations you represent divide us and lead us to the brink of total war. He says, 
We need one government for one world. And he calls on them to hold elections for a government of, by, and for the people of the world. <laughs> he calls on them to recognize our oneness. Right. Well, the delegates, amazingly, you see this in the footage of this, they right. actually start applauding him. He's still, he's hauled away because it's not legal to interrupt the UN. And, uh, you know, in the story, we had this amazing story of a, uh, he had all these wonderful supporters, Albert Camus, Sartre, and, uh, and uh, one of the fellows, Pierre Bourget, talks about spending a night in jail with, with, right. uh, with, with Albert Camus, a future Nobel Prize winner. Anyway, right. it's an amazing story, but the key part is that what happens is this little act of courage, one man's act of courage, galvanizes war-weary Europe. And yes. 20,000 people rally with him at the Belgrade. You saw the crowds in yes. the movie, the huge crowds. And there yes. were supporting rallies around the world. And the very next day, the Soviet Union, which had been adamantly blocking Eleanor Roosevelt's proposal for a universal declaration of human rights, they yes. step aside and it's passed unanimously. For yes. the first time, the entire world recognizes that everybody in the world has human rights. This yes. is amazing. Now, that document could be the key to beginning to build the world law. That's what Eleanor Roosevelt wanted it to be. So what right. happened when these 20,000 people rallied, Five days later, Eleanor Roosevelt wrote it. It wrote in her column, her column called My Day, that goes out to people all over the world. She talked about Gary interrupting the UN, kind of jostled, jostled him for that, you know. But she said, right. you know, it, it, the UN can't really make peace. We weren't set up to do that. We're just set up in a place where the nations can get together and chat and talk about things and you know, let off steam instead of fighting wars. But she said, then she said this amazing quote, a bombshell. She said, how much better it would be if Mr. Davis would start then and there a worldwide international government? Mm -hmm. <laughs> she asked him to do it. Right. And he, now he's floored. In the movie, you see him say, Who, me? <laughs> right, <laughs> I'm right. supposed to do it. The UN can't. You know, this is crazy. And he said, I, I, I'm going to go to, go to, I'm going to go to Germany and rebuild the structures of my bomb squad. I had to get stuck on the border. He is, he is, he is, he is, they won't let him in one country, they won't let him in the other. It goes on and on. But the right. key point is that finally later, he undergoes a spiritual transformation. The yes. kind of thing you're talking about in your show. And in his own internal quest to oneness, he suddenly gets the courage to do what Eleanor Roosevelt said. And what happens, he goes to see a top lawyer. He says, how do I create a government for the world? <laughs> and, uh, you know, the... Right. Uh, the, the lawyer says, well, you know, actually, if you look at it, the Constitution, the Ninth and, the, 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 the ninth and Tenth Amendments, basically say, the Ninth Amendment says that all rights not specifically delegated in this Constitution are reserved, either to the states or reserved to the people. Right. And the very same people who wrote that wrote in the Declaration of Independence, some of the same people signed both, right. it is the right of people to institute new government. Mm -hmm. Well, my God, if it's the right of the people to institute new government, and if we're right. people, right. why don't right. we do it? So, yes. as you see in the movie, Gary, you know, he gets up there in the steps of the courthouse in, 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 in Maine, and he declares the government of, by, and for the people of the world. It's crazy, yes. but I did it. And then, right. he doesn't stop there. He goes down to Washington. You see him driving down to Washington and setting up an office that puts out world passports, world IDs, world documents. And they've been doing this for all those years, all those yeah. years since 1954. And, wow. <laughs> and uh, in fact, here, here's the world passport. Yes. Here's the, uh, uh, you, see, you see it, it's got the machine yes. readable code and everything. In yes. our movie, you see them at one of the borders, sliding it through and looking at yes. it. And passing yes. the password. <laughs> so, you know, if you look on the website, uh, it will, it, on our website, gives you a link where you can see that almost every country, over 90% of the nations on the earth, have stamped that at least once. Oh, uh, but wow. doesn't mean that they they always observe it. it. Depends on who the border guard is. One can reject you. The other can 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 hold you up, like we saw with with Yasin Bay, where they they detained right. him. Uh, one can give you a hard time, and another one can say, "Hey, where can I get one of those?" So, yes. <laughs> so yes. really, it's it's arbitrary. Uh, yes. but anyway, the whole point is to me the importance of the world passport is not the document, it's a symbol of the fact that we are one. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's something you can feel and hold that right. connects you with humanity as a whole. It's part of our awakening to oneness. I am a world citizen. Yes, yes, I, I definitely want, I am definitely gonna get a world <laughs> citizen passport because I, I agree so, I resonate with that so fully. And I know, and I'm also thinking, you said the world passport was uh, introduced in 
54 before right. I was born. And, um, <laughs> but also the world changed drastically after 9-11. So, right. I, so I know that, like you said, um, if you really want to travel, you need, a, you need more than just your world passport. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. after 9-11, it got much, much harder to use this. And, yes. and uh, there are many cases where people get detained. In fact, we say right in our film, you can get harassed, you can get detained. But the World Service Authority does have an office of, uh, with, with legal interns and so on who go to the bat for people who have a detainment or, have a, you know, or, or who, uh, who get it revoked. And many people, you know, get through with them. I, the same conference, Gary went to India five times with it. Prime Minister Nehru uh, first personally endorsed it. Uh, one of the times he was rejected, sent back. But somebody mm -hmm. else going to the very same conference at the same time used the world passport and got in. So, you know, it's all very arbitrary. But yes. the key thing is it's a, it's a chance. Well, I, I always present my U.S. passport first, and then I say, hey, can you do me a favor and stamp this one too? And I, we've had stamps from various places doing it that way. But I don't personally want to – Gary had the courage. He wanted to show that one person – can live outside and above the nation state system. One person can live in oneness. And he didn't want everybody to do that. He said, you can be concentric. You can be a citizen of your city, your state, your country, the world. You know, don't give up the lower level. But he wanted as one person to give that up and live as only a citizen of the world. And he offered himself the United Nations as their first citizen. Yes. <laughs> of course, yes. they didn't accept it. The, the Russian ambassador said, you know, uh, states may join diaper citizens yet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, yes, I I loved all the you sharing Gary's story because you, like you said, in what so he went in in within and tapped into that strength to take up what Eleanor Roosevelt asked him to do. First, he's like, "Who little me?" You know, but then when he tapped inside, which we all have that, I like to share that on this um, on this show that we all have that ability to tap within and to share what we think is the impossible. Because the right. word impossible is I am possible i'm hearing wow. a, a little <laughs> bit of feedback i'm just gonna give me a second i just want to make sure i turn off this um video because i think it's coming from the video oh yeah uh, well let's... i am i love that i am possible you know that's actually the thing that most attracted me to gary's story is that <laughs> <laughs> he knew it was possible. I mean, you know, who am I to declare a government for the world? Well, <laughs> why not? You know, and so uh, so the thing about it is that what is so empowering and what makes it possible right now, it seems like we're in a mess in this world. It looks like we're in a world of politics gone mad and we can get all wrapped up in that. What was the latest? This one did. What was the latest? That, did, that one did. Gary gave us an incredible secret how we can rise above all that. He says that the greatest secret We'll give it away here on your show, but we can't always give it away. <laughs> the greatest secret is that we don't have to beg and plead our government leaders to make peace. Why not? Because they can't do it. They're on the wrong civic level. They're down here in the nation state system. They can't fake their allegiance to the world as a whole. Uh, even, it, it wouldn't matter if you elected a saint. I mean, even someone like Obama who said, I'm a world citizen, who, who said the most beautiful words, words he was caught up in the system that made him do some of the same horrible things that we're seeing today. You know, uh, terrible, lots of the wall along the border with Mexico, lots of sending people to kill people in drones, all this stuff. Not because that's what he believed in his heart, because that's the system he was locked into. Now, what happens when we take the freedom to break out of that system, and you don't have to break out. You don't have to, you don't have to do anything to it. You just leave it. You rise above it. And we, the people, get together and create a new way to govern our world. We do what the Thomas Jeffersons and all did, but in a modern era with this incredible tool, the internet, we create something so powerful. And what Gary said, he said some things that sound shocking. He said, you know, we don't need to be stuck in these old horse and buggy ideas of things like majority rule, of like representative democracy, of like even voting. Voting, you could take my vote away. Well, what happens, he's giving us something much more powerful. What he's saying is we don't need to send a representative to meet in a distant room. We can all 
be the governors of our planet interactively together, bringing out the highest and best wisdom of each individual. Now you say, now, isn't that going to be my rule? You know, they've got more people than we do. They're all going to vote against us. Well, they're not going to vote. What you're going to do is you're going to have a new system where people meet in small groups. I call this integrity, just like your audience. All the people on Zoom can be a part of this. And you come together and you try to ascertain what every constitution in the world and what the bill, what the Universal Declaration of Human Rights says, which is the will of the people shall be the basis of the authority of government. Now, what is my will? Is my will to have Tweedledee or Tweedledum elected? No, my will is to have a better life for my kids, to feel secure, to have better privilege. Now, when I get in a chat room on Zoom with an Arab and an Israeli and Chinese and, and, and somebody and a Muslim, and, and people who are part of the radical, a person who, who has who's done terrorist things. And we get in a room with that person and we find out what is his will. His will is really to do something to each person, is, is, is to, serve, to serve their community, to do something that helps people, to, to do what they feel is spiritually right, to do something. And what happens is when you start interactively discussing, you start coming to a better consensus. I mean, there's some incredible films out there. There's, there, there, there's, uh, there's, one, there's one about Arabs and Israeli students who are all at odds with each other, arguing at NYU, and then Katrina comes along, and they all get on a bus to help the victim of Katrina, and they say, oh my God, you're my best friend. How did I know? Why did I know what a wonderful person you are? Because they're working together toward a goal. Anyway, when you structure a new system that the old system is win-lose democracy. My side wins, you lose, and then Oh my God, half the people lost, a little more than half, one or whatever, we're, we're all divided. It brings out the worst in people. In this new system, this new interactive integrity system, synergy, it's, 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 you know what synergy is? Yes. Synergy is when you have a group of people and they all come in, if they get a consensus, we all agree on the same idea. But synergy is even better. Something better than the sum of the, the whole is even better than the sum of the parts. Something new and creative, better that we never even thought of, comes out of that beautiful interaction. That's synergy, and synergy with integrity, because we're standing up for the planet, we're standing up for all of us. We're set. Synergy with integrity is the highest power that can bring out the highest and best wisdom of humanity. So this is not, <laughs> not and so now, isn't it far more powerful than voting for Tweedledee or Tweedledum to be able to express all the things you really want to need in an interactive way and come to conclusions that help create power? And then your interactive group is interacting with other interactive others and taking that and, 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 and amalgamating it into the highest and best wisdom of humanity. So, so true. That is so true. Um, when uh, Donald Trump was elected, um, it didn't actually within i had a sense of joy and i'm not not i did not vote for donald trump i, I voted for bernie love bernie right. vote him in. <laughs> i love bernie bernie but uh, when I, I i didn't even i don't watch news so the next day after the election i didn't know who won it was my seventh, my seven-year-old i teach piano lesson that afternoon about four o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> My seven-year-old piano student came in with a sad face. I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, oh, Donald Trump won the election. And I'm like, no worries. Don't worry. It's all good. It's all good because our power is within. Our power is not in the White House, just like Gary was demonstrating back in the 50s and the, in, in the 60s. It's, it's, not, it's not in the White House. It's not in any one person. Our power is within us. So we can't hand over that power, you know? So we right. have the ability, we have the power to change. We collect it, like you said, everybody on the planet truly at their core wants the same thing. We all want peace. We all want health. We all want security for our family. Every, you ask seven and, seven and a half billion people, on the planet, right. Right. they're going to say the same thing. <laughs> and, and you know what people want? People want, want to help others. I think there are more people suffering because they can't have wonderful talents and skills they want to give that they're not able to give and they're not able to get it up. I think right. people want to give. They want to help others. They want, and they want a way in an avenue. When we start creating the interactive tools that give them a way to channel that giving that everybody has, oh, my God, watch out, world. The world's going to get so beautiful. And you know what? When we're interactively doing this, 
let me tell you what's happening in the old economy and what can happen in the new. It, 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 in the old economy, first of all, again, it's it, 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 it's based on this concept of scarcity. And what that does, and that the only way to motivate people is to make them have to work to do stuff. No, people want to do good stuff. Take a look at <laughs> take a look at YouTube. People are putting up all these free movies, doing all this work. Nobody's paying them to do it. They want to express themselves. They want to create. All over, people want to create. Yes. So we don't need a, we don't need an economy that lets lets them do that. Gives them the power to do it. Now, in the old system, it used to be, you know, in 1776, just put a vote in a wooden box and send it off, send somebody off by horse and buggy to represent you. It was a great advance over the monarchy. But back then, in the early days, they chartered, uh, they chartered corporations, companies, to be under government, and they were supposed to serve them. And if they didn't serve them, they could revoke the charter. Well, what happened, because we the people are locked in these boxes called nation states, the companies were able to move multinationally. And they said, well, if you stop our pollution, we'll move to this other country that'll let us pollute. If you right. stop us exploiting the worker, we'll move to that country that'll let us exploit the worker. And so suddenly, we say, oh, okay, yes, corporations, yes, corporations, and all, and, and look, what we're doing, you talk about giving our power. We're giving our power to 538 guys in Washington. Do you realize what we're doing? When you give a multi-trillion dollar budget to 538 guys, what's every one of those companies going to say? You know, the CEO says, oh my God, I would love to retool and, and, and make my product environmentally sound. And that'll cost me a billion dollars. Uh, we could do it, but for only a million dollars, I can have an office in Washington lobby these 538 guys and I won't have to do it. Well, eventually I want to get to that good stuff, but for now, I have to take I have to take this or I'll get completely out of business, I'll lose my job, so I put the money into buying Congress. And all these guys are buying Congress. And some people want to try to force the corporations back under. You're not going to do it. We the people have to move to the top. We just have to step out of the box of nation state systems, step to the top, and realize, folks, this is one our world. We're hiring these guys. These fools are working for us. We don't have to do it anymore. Well, we could. Let them do it. We're not going to fight them. We're not going to overthrow them. We're not going to stop them. We just going to create something so wonderful and powerful that they're going to get attracted to it. And what's going to happen when you do that? That same company that was acting bad is actually, they're going to want, they're, you're the customers. They're going to, so like, okay, let's just give you a little example. Yeah, exactly. We yeah, vote, we okay. actually, we vote with our dollars. You're absolutely yeah, exactly. right. right. Yes. So, so let's say uh, that we the people get together and, and, and through the highest and best wisdom, we pass this, this, this Clean Air Act that we, we have certain standards for the whole world for cleanliness. And, and we ask companies to do that. And there's a particular company that's, you know, doing terrible, terrible pollution. And we, you know, the, 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 the court of buying for the people issues an injunction to them that you know, cease and desist and we'll come negotiate. Well, let's, let's talk about how we can make something that works for you and the community and the people around you. And, and so you can make your products and everybody can get meat, these can be met, and you don't have to pollute the air. Well, many companies will do that. Another one may say, you know, screw you. I'm just going to keep doing it the way I'm doing it. I don't care what you say. So then what happens is when people take their phone and they go to the grocery store and they scan it out, oh, this thing's made by a per by that company, or this is made by somebody who's supplying that company. You go to apply for a job, the job, oh, this person's got a, a red star there, you know, an X there. Uh, we don't want to apply for jobs there. They're not, they're, they don't affect the workers. So people who are violators of world law suddenly find they're losing company, they're losing business, they're losing customers, they're losing suppliers, they're losing employees. And you know what that same company does? They start this big ad campaign. They shift their strategy. They, we're the leaders in supporting world law. We've always been for it. Come, come buy our products. We'll put our green stamp on our thing, and they go along with it. Because they're not bad people. They're wonderful people. In fact, for the most part, you know, they're all kinds of people. But what right. I'm saying is they're in a broken system that makes them do bad things. And if they're in a system that makes it more more profitable, more fun, more enjoyable to do the good things. Right. <laughs> do the good things. It's not right. rocket science, folks. It's very easy. You know. Right. You can, with your, you can do it with your dog, training him on the beach. You know, you can be cruel and mean to him, or you can give him a treat when he does good things. We can and, do it. We can do it, people. Yes, <laughs> a, a very, very easy example of that is um, okay. Those that are consciously awake and know how. Uh, unhealthy GMO foods are, stop buying them. If nobody's buying GMO foods, they're going to stop making it. It's that we have that power collectively. Stop, start buying more organic. You buy more organic and more and more and more of us buying organic, all that junk is going to just fade away because they can't, if they're not making money off the junk, 
they're not going to make the jump anymore. Right. Yeah. Now, here's, here's a clue to that. We have people all over the world doing all that good work. But what happens is there needs to be a slight mental shift that needs to happen, a, li a, little, uh, a little paradigm shift. And what happens is when you're in the old paradigm and you're thinking, okay, you know, we're just little us doing this, but, you know, the government, they're the ones with all the power and everything. Then you feel like, well, you're doing a little insignificant things. You can't do that much. But when you make that shift to realizing that we're global citizens, we're world citizens, and that we are not the governed, we're the governors of our small planet. When you make that shift, then suddenly something happens. It suddenly becomes so much more easy. Suddenly you feel that there's great freedom because it's not the sovereignty of the individual, Gary says. Not like everybody can do anything they want and screw you everybody else. That's not, that's not peace, right. that's anarchy. But it's like the sovereignty of the whole. When we come and are part of that sovereignty with this whole of humanity, we have amazing power. And we can create the shifts we need to really go exactly what you said. To awake to oneness, you know this is this is <laughs> this oneness is our power. Yes, so so <laughs> true, so true. When we know who we are, which we are each a divine spark of God, that is who we are. So we are sovereign, and we, in truth, unknowingly, put ourselves in this box. You know, we we allow, we build the the cage. You know, and right. we we think, oh, we can't we can't move out of this cage, but it's a cage of our own creation. So it's right. exactly what you said. It's that paradigm shift within when you know, right. okay, I I'm not a victim of this reality. I am the creator of this reality, and I can step out of this box, and I can let what's in, like what you said, what's natural is we want to give. We want to love. That's our natural nature. And when we're allowed to just live and love and be who we are, which is going to be that divine, unique, because we each are unique pieces of God. We each unique pieces of the divine. And when we bring that to the whole, it's just, it's going to be an amazing world. You know. It is. It is and, an amazing world. And you know, the incredible thing about it is that when we, the people, do that interactive thing, that old scarcity thing breaks down because you know you say, well, okay, if everybody in the world could have all they want, aren't we going to run out of resources? Can't the world not support that? No, it's actually it's actually better because what happens is, for instance, you know the little the little the little little phone we have and stuff. That's replacing so many little things we can do online that replaced huge amounts of paperwork. You know, you know, a whole office full of paper can be replaced by this little yes. tiny phone. That's yes. less resources being used. Uh, yes. that, that, that when we are conscious, when we come together as a planet, we can solve these problems so there can be abundance for everyone and, and actually be using, be, be doing it in an ecological balanced way. We already know how to do this. It's not yes. rocket science. We yes. just need the will to do it. And we need how to create it, and we can actually move from this from this scarcity and this breakdowns and this war and all this stuff to an amazing society where we achieve what humanity set out. What's in our purpose? When we wake to oneness, we have true power. Yes, 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 and it's so true. And like you said about um, that scarcity, that scarcity mindset comes with that old paradigm that I'm in this cage and I'm a victim. But when you awaken to who you truly are, you understand that we're all abundant. There is, it, we're limitless. We are powerful, we are limitless, and we, limitless. And when you step out uh, onto your own power, you see the abundance all around. And like you said, it's my, I just became vegan a week ago. And wow. in, bec in becoming vegan, I've cut my grocery bill in half. So I'm spending <laughs> less money, not more. And eating better. And eating better and healthier. And help. And so I don't have to worry about the doctor. because. And so I won't have to pay, spend money on doctor bills because I'm living healthier. I'm spending less money. So everything green and natural and in, in, in alignment with nature is actually less money. The, right. the, it's less expensive. Right. Well, and so, you know, that, that is so joyous. I love, love what you're saying. And, you know, the key thing is for us to, is, is to, is to see, have, see stories like this, like this movie, stories that enrich us and that move us to that new kind of paradigm, moves us to awakening. And so what we're going to do is, is we're going to have a way that people 
can uh, can can after the show if they want to sign up for our email list by going to theworldismycountry.com and they can click to join the list we're going to uh, send them a, uh, not immediately because we're getting it all ready but at one point we're going to give them a special window a free a week where they can use uh, uh, where they can get a special way use a special code that they're going to get to watch this film for free and that'll be a, that'll be just a, a one special week that's going to be coming up and they'll if they're on the mailing list they'll find out when that is and how they can do it awesome. and how they can be part of that special inner thing but we're going to do that so they get a chance to learn about this as a tool and decide if it's something they want to use in their communities to reach out and touch others and to help right. help, help help others just make that click in their mind from separation to that awakening to the oneness. Exactly. That's actually how I, I started my show, this show, over two years ago. I was inspired, and like I said, with the beauty of the internet, I was able to, for very little money a month, to start my own webcast and then share it with the world. Like you said, that's what we, when you awake to the truth of who you are, you want to share it. You want to share this truth. And so I, w I just said, okay, I had no idea what a podcast was when I started. <laughs> I just Googled, okay, how do I do an internet radio show? <laughs> That's all. I got in the middle of the, in the, middle of the night, at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm like, okay, how do I start an internet? And I found Blog Talk Radio. It's very inexpensive. And it's, it's just something that I'm doing from my heart and sharing with the world. And, and that's what we each will do when we awaken. We all have something unique to bring. Like you have the film to bring. And I have, you know, this show to share. So it, it, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful time we're living in. Because the shift, well, the paradigm shift is going, is moving right. quicker. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, you're my, you're my sister because I do the same thing in the, in, in the early morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wake up in the wee hours of the morning with, with brilliant ideas spinning, what to do with And uh, like I woke up the other night thinking, you know, I really ought to do a TED talk on this, TEDx, you know, these TEDx. Well, how can I do that? You know, and I, and I got on my phone, I just Google. How do you do a TED talk? I don't know. That's exactly. That. Google. You got to love Google. By the way, think about this. Think about yes. Google. Yes. I mean, if somebody had said, you know, 50, 10, 50 years ago or something, said, so there's going to be a way where instead of all these huge libraries, instead of having to go to a distant city to go to this big library, look stuff up, you're going to be able to write a question and, and surf through all the information in the world, and you're going to get the answer before you hardly finish writing the question. People say, oh, my God, are you crazy? You're a dreamer. This is so impossible. And yet we've done that. Now, hey, if we can do that with Google... Why not do that with the way we run our planet? Why not bring to the top the highest and best wisdom of the planet? Why not from all those different groups that are bringing out people's best ideas and how to solve things and interactively putting those best ideas or what works and what works into a thing, when somebody else wakes up in the night and they say, hey, what will work to stop this pollution that's being dumped in my river right here that's stinking up my bed or that's causing this whatever this problem is being in my area, I can get out find out how to do it. And I find out all the wisdom of the best people in the world, what they're doing, how they're doing it. So in other words, governing <laughs> governing yes. becomes something different. What Gary says in our, in our movies, that does world government scare you? He said, well, it does me if it's, if it's the same old forces of power and money controlling our world. And, you know, they're going to control, they're going to govern us. Well, we're already too much governed by all that. Right. But when we realize that we are the governors, then... We suddenly create what, what Gary calls a people-powered planet. You know, this vision of, of, of a world where we interactively are, are, are creating our own destiny. And we can do it. And, and, you know, it's easier. It's easier than the old form of government. You want know, oh, to yes. tell you why? Yes, tell me. All right, take an example. Say you have a city that's got terrible, snarled-up traffic problems. You know, and you say, okay, you know, we're the commissars. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna put do not enter again one way here and this, and we're gonna have cops and arrest people going the wrong way. We're gonna give them tickets, and we're gonna make them go on the right traffic pattern that'll make it better. You know, <laughs> you try and try and get a lot of people arrested. Then you create an app, you know, GPS, and. Everybody in the world says, oh, well, if I get off the highway now and I get back on over here, I'm actually going to get there faster because this is the obvious way. Well, you don't right. have to do it. You can stay there in the traffic jam if you want. Nobody makes you do it. Exactly. But you say, well, I want to make this choice. I'm getting the right information. And then you add something like Waze where people say, oh, there's a pothole here. I'll report it and let everybody else know. Everybody knows, oh, there's a pothole coming up in the road. In other words, somehow in this interactive system, uh, we take all that complexity and we make it something simple and so much more powerful. Yes. 
Tell there's, the a science, there's a science called cybernetics. It's the science of how you organize the, 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 the complexity into something simple. And I consider that that. I mean, I consider that we have, you know, we have an app that we're going on. You know, if you see a, see a movie, Gary's idea, you know, the smart gov app, and we're interactively governing our world. And it's not something that's hard. <laughs> it's yeah. something that's so much more easy because uh, it's like Gary said uh, back in his day, this was before the internet was invented. He said, you know, world government can be like the world, the International Postal Union. You don't care who has the International Postal Union. You just care that your letter gets from here to somebody over there in India. Well, that's that's a world government system. That's a governing yes. thing for the whole world where you can send a package to anybody in the world. But it's not over us or, or take I can. I see a, 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 a regulates the websites so that nobody has the same website. Right. Uh, that's a little nonprofit organization. You know, whether some small percent of every every internet site you set up goes for that fee, and that mm -hmm. regulates. It's a worldwide regulating body. But again, you know, it's not a government over us. It's a service. It's a service. Right. And right. that's what Gary says. Government is a service that serves us all, and that interactive government is government of, by, and for the people serving us all. <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly what government was supposed to be set up as, a service to the people, not a controlling force to the exactly. people. So that and, is... And, 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 and with the control part is that you, that you can't hurt others. In other words, uh, you know, like Gary said, there's no law outside in the world. You can go bomb and kill a whole country and get a medal for it. It's not illegal. Well, that has to be illegal. We have to outlaw war. The Universal Declaration, we have to outlaw oppressing people. And we have to outlaw, you know, you can't, you can't mistreat women and abuse kids and do all these other things. There's certain things that are outlawed. So, yes, that is, is control. But the control isn't uh, control. This isn't something that suffocates us. It's something that liberates us to do what we want as long as we're not hurting other people. Exactly, exactly. And as we awaken, when you awaken, that is actually, uh, when, you, when we make that paradigm shift, hurting others is not even in the game plan. It's just, you know, that whole hurting others, because when you awaken to the truth of oneness, like I say in the introduction, introduction of this show, when you understand that you and that person are literally, I'm not talking just figuratively or sounding good, you and that other are literally connected and what you do to that other you're literally doing to yourself and when you understand that not from a, a a mind intellectual level but from a heartfelt level you never want to hurt another person you don't even want to kill an ant because <laughs> you know that <laughs> yes you know that everything is connected you know? and, and when, when you understand that then you understand that 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 violence and anger and hurting others comes out because that person is hurt. That's a, exactly. that's a person who's broken. That's a person who needs help. And you don't have to go out. You know, it, 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 I, I developed this other program. Once we do this movie, if it's success, I want to make this thing. But we have these futuristic. I call them astrocops, peace engineers of the twenty first century. But we have futuristic uh, peace engineer healers that went to a trouble spot where something was happening and their goal isn't, you know, kill the bad guys, find out who the bad guys are and kill them. The goal is, you know, how do we heal this situation? And, you know, so, so they, they had all the, all these technologies that, uh, a lot of fun technologies for kids and stuff where, for instance, uh, uh, if somebody was, you know, having post-traumatic stress syndrome and they were, they were holding somebody hostage because they're flashing back to these detailable scars they had when they were younger. And, uh, you know, there's things like rapid eye movement therapy can say snap somebody out of uh, a post-traumatic stress syndrome. So you have this little holographic thing that's projecting this fun, distracting image in there, and you're finding all these ways to not kill the bad guys, but distract, uh, deflect, stop the violence, heal them, you know, <laughs> everything right. in the tickle, uh, tickle laser that, that's that you know right. stimulates their the skin so they fall down spasms of laughter and then they disarm them and then you can talk about how to solve a problem and help heal them. But you're your healers. You're not. You're not. This whole idea that we get security by killing others. Well, in fact, the whole basic myth that killing bad guys solves problems is a myth. I mean, think about it. This is a story we've been telling ourselves. You know, it's a story we tell over and over again, a movie after movie. We say, you know, here's this wonderful, nice person minding their own business, the heroin, whatever, distress, whatever. Suddenly some bad guy comes in, the bully is doing horrible things. The hero comes along, tries to reason with the bad guy, can't do it, finally uses superior firepower, blows the bad guy away, and he and the maiden ride off into the sunset. And, and the maiden can be, you know, whether it's the people of, of Iraq who are being 
uh, bullied by Saddam Hussein, so we're going to rescue him, and we're going to go in there and blow away the bad guys, and then we end up destroying their whole country, too. It didn't quite work. Uh, we end up creating the same monster we were trying to fight because we put all that money and firepower into, into fighting the evil. It doesn't work. That whole bit. Who do you know who killed the bad guys and lived happily ever after? It only happens in movies and stories. It's not a reality, folks. This isn't real. It right. doesn't actually happen. And we're all believing that myth, and we have government leaders believing it, and they're running around the world doing that, blowing away bad guys, thinking that somehow that's going to solve their problem. And then they're surprised when every time they blow up bad guys, there's more bad guys. When they blow up those bad guys, there's more bad guys. And we start saying, oh, my God, are we... As our country toasts, are we getting all these people around the world hating us? What are we going to do about it? Well, it's because we're planting the seeds. The war on terror isn't a war on terror. It's a war for terror. It's the war on terror that's creating all this terrorism, folks. <laughs> it's the war on drugs that's creating all these drug problems. Once we awake to oneness, once we realize that we need to heal, not to kill bad guys, not to, 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 to kill drug smugglers, we need to heal when we heal all those problems vaporize and we can have incredible power to build a better world. This is so true. <laughs> I, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine and I was saying, when a person treats me unkindly, I actually give them more love and attention. This is me because it's like the same thing. If I stub my toe, if I hurt my toe, I have to, I'm going to give that toe more to, I'm going to soak it. I'm going to, I'm going to massage it. I'm going to give it more attention because it's hurting. So if someone is acting unkindly, they're hurting. That's an, and that it's internalized. That's an aspect of you hurting. So you want to give it more love because the only, yes, yes. I love that so much. Yes. And that's exactly right. Why do we have pain in our body? It's to give us a signal that something needs to be fixed. Why do we have pain in our society? It's to give us a signal. Something needs to be fixed. So come on, folks. Let's heal it. Let's fix it. <laughs> let's not <laughs> blow it up. Let's not, let's not fill it up with chemotherapy, <laughs> radiation. <laughs> We're going to kill it all. Let's just find a way to heal it, you know, heal <laughs> the prize. And, you know, I think what you said is, is, is beautiful. Um, you know, we, we, we developed a program. I developed a program called Bully Proof. What we did is I was working with some other people and we took all the different uh, books on conflict resolution and so on, so on, and we tried to synergize it into 10 key principles that could be used by kids, by others, to overcome the problem of bullying. And it's along the lines of what you said, where you're basically healing that, 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 that pain, not destroying it. And what it is, is 10 animal characters and we, that, that, that give people the empowering tools to have a conflict in better ways than violence. And if you go to bullyproof.com uh, or bullyproof.org, you'll see it. And, and this is something we've done with gang kids, people in, in prisons, and so on. And it's very empowering. Would you like to know what the 10 bullyproof steps are? Yes, I would. Yes, please. <laughs> well, the first one is Brave Bust Out Bear. And Bust Out Bear teaches us how to bust out a conflict, how to come at it another way. If somebody's coming at you, you if you start arguing back, you, you know, you're feeding the tension. You know, you step aside and come back another way. You, you maybe use humor or just take a step away from it. And then you find another way to come back later. The brave Bust Out Bear. Then there's Understanding Unicorn. And Understanding Unicorn teaches us how to understand you know, our, our hot buttons. Why is what this person's doing make, making me so angry? Well, it relates back to this. Why am I making him so angry? You understand the situation. Then there's listening links who understands there's more power in listening than in lashing out. You know, uh, many times when somebody's angry, all they want is somebody to let them, let them vent, hear them out, let them know you're hearing what they're saying. Then there's loving lion. And loving lion looks for the good in the in, in, in the other guy with our puppet show you know we say even if it's just a teeny weeny teeny teeny bit of good speak to the good of them don't say you know good son of a bitch why did you do that say i know you're better than that i know you could really do better than that you know you, you this i just you're, you're you're more capable and speak to that good in them so that's uh b-u-l-l-o -L -L and why is yin yang yak and yin yang yak under tells us how to balance opposites, how to understand the opportunity in crisis, how to use our male and female parts together, yin, yang, yak. So that's bully. And then proof is picturing porpoise, you know, visualize what you want. Picture picture that we've worked this out and we're getting along great. You know. And then there's uh, respectful raven. If you respect others, they'll respect you. There's PR, there's proof. There's uh, uh, 
overseeing owl who teaches us how to oversee to rise above the situation you know down here at this level there's there's no solution but if we rise up to a higher side if we draw on our spiritual powers if we look down from you know look at what silly things we're doing from above we suddenly realize hey there's ways out of this folks we can handle it so uh, uh, so that and then that's overseeing owl and then there's an originating otter who originates win-win solutions you know okay. <laughs> this this dam is letting us get fish we're gonna where we're, we're gonna build build this little dam we're gonna catch our fish whatever we have to do but originating otter originator win-win solution and then right. fearless fox fearless fox the final letter in bully proof teaches us that we know that fear attracts attack now our bullyproof shield and turn it back. So when we have that shield inside, we don't need that fear. I love that. I love that. And and how can people find that for children? They, that... they go to bullyproof.org or bullyproof.com, and uh, they can sign up there. And then also, I think the uh, uh, creative creative response for for uh, creative response to conflict has built that into a curriculum that people can use in schools and so on and, and use those bullyproof principles. And you know, the, the the fun part of it is like we, as I said, we did it with kids in prison and these kids said, you know, we always believed that myth we've been told that, you know, either we were gonna be bullied the rest of our life or we we're gonna stand up and fight and blow it, it was blow away the baggage. We thought it was only fight or flight, two choices. Right. And those are the two choices well, we chose fight because otherwise we're going to be picked on the rest of our life if we're always trying to flight. You know, it doesn't work. Right. Well, they said if we realized that there weren't just two choices, there were all ten of these wonderful other choices, we wouldn't be here in prison in the first place. We would have we would have found a better way to do this. So yes. people need that information, and that's what we're hoping that our movie, our bully proof, or other things will give people that empowering information so they can truly awake to oneness and to the power they do have within. That is so true. And, and, and we, as you were talking before about the violence in our society as a whole, it starts, we start feeding these babies with these cartoons. Have you looked at cartoons lately? About the some of them are atrocious. Yeah. We're feeding this to our babies. Our babies are being brought up with these violent video games. Um, I mean, the, the, the good guy versus the evil and this is being taught to our children at a very, very young age. And so when we really wake up and decide, okay, we don't want to feed this to our babies anymore. You know? Right. <laughs> yes. You're right. so right. It's so important what we feed our babies. And, uh, and, that, and that's what's feeding the whole society. So we do need to awake to that oneness. And as parents, we have a beautiful responsibility to raise kids to be the, to be the guiding light of this, of this new world. And there's so many kids that are awakening to oneness in such amazing ways that uh, yes. it's a real inspiration to see the kids. So you're absolutely what's, right. What's so beautiful about the children, though, is that a lot of children that are coming in and being born today are half awake already and they exactly. they're more awake than than the adults and so they have to kind of like wake up the adults but exactly it, yes exactly. The, exactly. The, the shift is definitely definitely right. empowering now please and, and part of the shift by the way is this is, is what's here on my hat it says uh uh you know it says world citizen the world is my country and yes. when you start realizing that you know that, yes. that the world is our country and when yes. we start claiming that identity yes. as world citizens, that's when we get this much more relaxed feeling. We don't have to be panicking about things going down the tube because we have a clear clue of how to do it. And, you know, we don't know for sure that it's going to work. I mean, maybe the forces of evil are going to succeed, but I think we're going to win because I think yes. we've got this power in us. And I think all that old breakdown of the old order is part of what happens. I mean, when do breakthroughs happen? When do we see incredible advances they usually happen in the midst of breakdown i mean even the universal declaration of human rights came out of that horrible horrible thing that hitler was doing with burning people in concentration camps and all this stuff and the world said enough we've got to do this we've got to come together that's why there is this fervor for that idea after world war ii because people had experienced that pain so i'm not saying we should have pain but as you said pain is an indicator of something needs healing and hopefully you know two things can happen when you have that pain you can heal it, you can put the love into it, or you can die. I mean, that may happen. But it's always worth putting that love in because then there's a chance we'll live. And if we don't, there isn't a chance. So, so let's take a chance on life, folks. It's certainly yes, more yes. fun than the other way. Yes. Now, please share with our listeners how they can get a world passport. 
Well, Share. when they go to our, our website, theworldismycountry.com, they'll right. find a link there to it. Uh, we also have a, a futurewave.org, but start with it, theworldismycountry.com. And that gives you links to all the different places where they can get world passports, where the IDs and other things, and where uh, they can begin this process of joining with others to, to, to build a better world. So sign up for the mailing list there, uh, and you'll find out because there's much more coming. You know, we're just getting started. We're just starting the whole plan on this, and they can get in on the ground floor and join us in yes. building a better world. Yes, I, I definitely, I actually, uh, I've had a passport now for, I, I had to renew it because I think you have to renew it every, what, 10 years? Yes. So I, my first passport from 2005 to 2015 had no stamps. <laughs> I had to renew it in 2015. So I renewed it at the end of 2015. And I have three stamps. So I okay. feel, <laughs> yeah, it's worth your money. <laughs> I feel good about it. But I definitely want to, when I'm traveling, I want to have both. I actually... When I have, get my world passport, I'm actually going to present that first, just to get a well, reaction. <laughs> if, if you present it first, it can give you uh, more of a hassle. Uh, oh. It's actually, if, if, you, if you don't want to have a hassle, and if you want to have a hassle, you want to stand up, that's fine. I respect and admire that. But if you don't want to hassle, present the, the, the national one first. Because okay. then if you present the other one, they can't say you tried to present the travel document. They can't uh, harass, harass you. You know, you just ask them very nicely, you know, I'm also a world citizen. I'd love it if you'd also stamp this. Well, all they can do is either say no or yes. Uh, yes. They can't, they can't, uh, they can't detain you for that or anything. You've already presented your U.S. passport. Right. So, uh, on the other hand, if you want to be like Gary and have the courage, you know, he, he didn't care if he went to jail. He loved it. Great place to philosophize and talk to me about world citizenship. And, you know, he, he was in 34 jails and, and uh, not, not mostly not before he, they were before he had the world passport. First, he was trying to travel with no documents saying, you know, we, we don't need our stinking documents. Well, that didn't work. That didn't really go over. <laughs> Once he had the world passport, he didn't actually get arrested after that, except where he really tried to. They were, they were, he would try to get arrested. He had this situation where there was this conscious objector uh, in France who was arrested, and he was trying to break into the prison to get arrested too. And, and there were all these cartoons in France. He had, had all these supporters of the trial because wow. <laughs> he, he was doing the reverse. He was trying to get into prison. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, well, see, the great thing about Gary is he was an actor and he was a comedian. Right. And so while he did all this stuff in dead seriousness because the very life of the planet's in stake, he also did it with a sense of humor and fun. And that's why I think his story is so much fun and why his book, with his, his book started out with the name The World is My Country and then it was changed to My Country is the World. Uh, but the current one, uh, My Country is the World, is his, is his book, which you can also, when you get on our website and get on the mailing list, you'll learn how to get that as well. Okay. It's now fun. Tell, we, we have to do it all in fun. That's that's the great Yes. <laughs> now now share how how this connection, you your passion and how your connection brought you to the to the Gary Davis story. How how did that well, all start? You know, I uh, as I said, I've been working on a, a lifelong mission in this area. I produced a film uh, with Paul Newman called War Without Winners. It was about the whole uh, nuclear arms race and, and, and standoff between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. And I also, uh, and this we played, played widely on, on uh, uh, we, had a, we had a campaign where we bought time in one city and Paul Newman came on the movie, gave a pitch to raise the money to show it in the next city, the next city, and we got this out around the world, and then we got it on a lot of the PBS networks and so on. But then I had a wonderful opportunity to be the researcher on the film The Day After. Now, I don't know if you saw it, but many people saw this film where actually 100 million people tuned into it. It was a film in which uh, Jason Robards was, you saw the missiles take off over Kansas, and Jason Robards was in the ruins of a nuclear war. It was kind of a visceral look at what we're heading toward. Mm -hmm. And my job as the researcher was to find out what would be the bomb damage effects, different dis distances from the epicenter. If the bomb hits here, what's the damage going to look like here? What's it going to look like here, here, here? And I began to get nuclear war nightmares. You know, you'd wake up and and uh, usually you wake up from a bad dream and you say, well, it was just a bad dream. There's not really monsters under the bed. But there yeah. really were monsters under the bed. I mean, there were monsters everywhere, you know. In 20 minutes, we could all be blown up, disintegrated. Yes. The end, end of, and, and, and I found it was a much deeper fear than fear of my own life. I die, my family goes on. My family dies, society goes on. But all art, all music, all cultural history, the whole human experience 
all plus down to all the animals, the wonderful dogs and cats, all blown up for some insane, <laughs> crazy reason. You know, this was a deep primordial fear. And I found that fear was starting to be debilitating. Instead of empowering, it was making me feel less powerful. And then I was meditating in Quaker meeting. And as I was meditating, I began to remember a song that we sang in as, as kids growing up in friends meeting. It goes, there's an ocean of darkness and I drowned in the night till I came through the darkness to the ocean of light. And the light is forever, and the light makes us free. I will dwell in the glory of the light, said he. Walk in the light, wherever you may be. Walk in the light, wherever you may be. And I realized that there is simultaneously, there is a real ocean of darkness. And when you start looking into it, as bad as you thought it was, it's really worse, folks. And if you thought that was bad, it's even worse than that. And if you see this next documentary, you'll find that it's even worse than that. This other documentary, and oh my God, you thought that was bad. It is really horrible, folks. And you can drown in that sea of darkness. And it's all absolutely, well, mostly it's absolutely true. I mean, there is that sea of darkness. And at the same time, simultaneously, there are people, you know, loving their kids, giving in their communities, going out in, in, in rotary meetings around the world, helping there are people across the nation or going out all the world, helping others. There are people loving, caring. There's plants growing. There's, there's nature, flowers blooming. There's, there's a literal ocean of light, folks, an ocean of it. And you know what? We make a conscious choice. Are we going to dwell in that ocean of darkness or dwell in that ocean of light? And I decided I want to make that conscious choice. I want to choose to dwell in that ocean of light. I mean, you know, Say we dwell in that ocean of light and the force of darkness when the world blows up. Well, there'd be no one to say, I told you so. And <laughs> I don't think that'll happen. I think that if we dwell in that ocean of light, we will persevere. And that, you know why? Let me tell you something. You don't have to. Light, you, you know what happens? Light keeps shining. Darkness can obstruct it, but the light's forever. The light never ends. As soon as the darkness stops obstructing it, that light is shining light years, billions of light years away. We're seeing stars all that distance. That light goes forever. And yes, something can obstruct it, but all we have to do is let the obstructions erase and the light is already there. We don't have to make the light. We don't have to force the light. We don't have to put power into the light. The light is there. We just have to awaken to it. Yes, and we are, in truth, we are that light. Exactly. That's, that's who we are at our core is that light. So when we, we wake up to the truth of who we are, which yes. is the divine spark of God. That's what we right. each are. And when we wake up to that truth, then it does right. overshadow that. You know, light will take right. care of the dark. Yes. Exactly, exactly. We tune into so, that inner light, and out of that inner light comes that brilliance that shines out to the world. Yes. And that's what we want. That's what I that's what you want to do with your films. And what I want to do with this show is to inspire everybody to sh go within and shine that light. Mm -hmm. So we can all yes, that is what yeah. we, we we're all here to do. Well, share with us share with my listeners again, how they can find you how they can follow your work. Okay, well, go to www.v world is my country.com and uh and that's the main one for for the world's like country uh there's also if you go to the site future wave is the name of our organization and that has a link to bullyproof and to some of the other things i've talked about as well so that you know the world is my country is just one project of film the future wave is kind of our overall organization which is just a small organization you know it's not it's not uh it's not this it's it's us basically but we but we uh uh, this is something where you can go and find out about some of these creative concepts and then join us There's also a Facebook page. There's Twitter But if you go to the world is my country, you'll find the handle for Facebook or Twitter all those things at the world is my country.com Thank you. Thank you so much. And yes, I'd like to share with you and my listeners um, Like I said, I started this show this podcast uh, two year, over two years ago, away to one this day, and I told you in the middle of the night, I'm Googling, how do I start a radio, internet radio show? But also Spirit uh, inspired me this year to um, do a little bit more and host live events. So from that inspiration, um, 
I have, I'm co-founded an organization called Universal Oneness Alliance. It's four nonprofit organizations that have come together. Universal, um, it's Awake to Oneness Radio, Universal Unity, Awaken Our Truth, and Metasouls. So these are four different nonprofit organizations that are forming Universal Oneness Alliance. And we are hosting our first event in September in Victoria, Canada. And the wonderful thing about this event is if you can't make it to Victoria, it will be live streamed. So mm. to find out more about that, just go to onenessalliance.org. Wonderful. Maybe you'd like to show our movie there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would like be That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. If people be would like to show their movie to other groups and stuff, go ahead and sign up and we'll let you know when we can. We're eventually, we're going to have a little screening kit they can get. and It'll have a, it'll have the uh, DVD and uh, yeah, flyers, brochures, sample ways to put up posters, how to have home community meetings. They'll have all that. Uh, but right now, it's not all developed yet. They just sign up on the website and they'll be among the first to know. Well, I'll email you and let, I say, let me know when it's ready. Yeah, well, the yeah. film is the film's ready. I mean, ready, now, I know. The film is done. Right. But, but, but the, the thing that we're still setting up is having all these ancillary products, the speeding kits. Well, we're already about to put on the T-shirts. We're about to be online. At the world. We're, we're starting our shopping cart now. And right. you're about to be able to do these things. But we're, you know, we're putting together all the follow-up structures so you can all be a part of it, so we can build this into a movement. Uh, awesome. Right now, it's a one awesome film, but pretty soon it's also going to be the, the, the pearl of a movement. Yes. So come in on the ground floor, folks. <laughs> awesome. Very good thing. Thank you, Arthur. This has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on and being my guest and just sharing all this beautiful wisdom. Well, and, you have and, a beautiful and spirit, and I'm, it's a joy to be here with you. It's one of the, one of the most fun, fun hours we've spent. <laughs> oh, awesome. Very, very good. Well, thank you again, okay. and enjoy your father's birthday and your daughter's birthday. Are you doing anything special? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, uh, she's in Santa Fe right now, and we uh, we got her tickets to a really uh, uh, fun, all with the kids and all that, to a little, uh, a really fun thing they want to do. Uh, uh, anyway, there's a lot of uh, a lot of fun things. So yeah. awesome, very good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, dear Aura and Leon. Yeah. Happy birthday yeah, to, to you. you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure, such a pleasure, okay. and we will stay in touch. You and. Okay. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. okay.